You're listening to the Chancellor Pink Podcast on Chancellor Pink Radio. I wanted to do a podcast on the real toxic masculinity. We live in a culture where women have somehow tried to define what is wrong with men. And I I subscribe to the theory that only men know what is good and what is bad about them because we are the gender that are are that thing and we can correct ourselves. And I don't think uh, listening to outsiders uh, is the way to change who you are any more than it is in therapy or any other situation in life. I mean, if you think about it, if you have a problem in life and you need to solve it, everybody's going to come at you telling you their opinion of the right way to be and the right thing to do. And, you know, you can listen to all the advice you want and take it all in. But in the end, the only way you're going to solve your problem is to do what's right for you, knowing yourself. And people you find often in a situation when they're giving you advice, they're giving it to you from their perspective, given their background, you know, their history, their family background, their mental makeup. And they're, they're not really, and it can be friends and family even, they're not really being sensitive to your situation. They really aren't walking in your shoes often. And when people are giving you advice, they are really coming from their perspective. And as, so as helpful as they're trying to be, they're not really coming at it in a way that's going to be very helpful because they're not standing in your shoes, thinking from your perspective, understanding your situation when they give you that advice. And I'm sorry, but when it comes to how to be a man, how to not be a man, what is a good way to be a man, what is toxic masculinity, it is impossible for women to define that because they have no idea, none, less than zero, what it's like to be a man because they've never been a man. So they have, let alone be a man with your background and your family history, and your history with their gender, and so on and so forth. So I think it's certainly been good for our culture in America, the Me Too movement, for men to become a little bit more aware of how women have apparently, apparent, I say apparently, how the majority of women have apparently have been reacting to men making comments, flirting, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Certainly any sexual harassment or rape or sexual assault has always been known by all people of any gender to be wrong. And we've always pointed it out and stopped it and prosecuted it, etc. So I don't believe that this new generation of calling men toxic, toxic masculinity has anything to do with a new discovery that somehow sexual harassment or assault or rape is wrong. Uh, No, that's been a crime and known to be wrong long before I was born. Uh, So, but I do think um, the realization that women, uh, some women out there, and I don't think it is the majority, don't like to be complimented or flirted with, uh, that they are somehow offended by that or find it to be, a sexual assault, I think the awareness of that is good to know. But I don't think that 
it's good to know that there are some women out there that are overly sensitive and somewhat crazy is what I think. And I think men complimenting women and flirting with women is going to continue and it should because I think the majority of women still like it. So uh, the idea that a man uh, is not allowed to compliment a woman as he gets to a certain age and her age is something else, again, totally disagree because I see lots of couples out there and have been one myself where younger women enjoy that. So uh, knowing your audience, knowing, oh, I have a crazy younger woman. Oh, I have one of those wacko women who are offended by compliments or a man trying to date her when he's a certain age. They find that to be like a sexual assault. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with one of those crazy women. That is an awareness that's good to know, but it certainly doesn't define toxic masculinity. And I absolutely, 1,000%, vehemently disagree with the idea that toxic masculinity is the being of a man and not realizing, uh, you know, that you're, that you think that, uh, doing things men have done for eons that you don't realize that it's all wrong and that it should all be defined by what women tell you. That is not toxic masculinity, giving up everything you learned as a man from other men and women, uh, through your life because some new fangled women these days are calling that very behavior toxic masculinity. That would be idiotic. You know, I think that toxic masculinity is just a, a buzzword. It's kind of like fake news. I think you know it when you see it. Fake news is not what Donald Trump said. All of the Donald Trump stories that he called fake were all true news. And I feel the same way about toxic masculinity. All the women that are labeling something toxic masculinity, it's the kind of thing that I guarantee you works for that man with most other women. I've seen it work. The things women try to tell us are toxic masculinity. They're the things I've seen over and over again. Get men wives and girlfriends and sex all the time. I'm talking about acting overly narcissistic. I'm talking about being uh, insulting to women in terms of respecting their opinions. I'm talking about being pigheaded, about macho things, and you know, being metrosexual and caring a ton about your the way you look and the way you act. Uh, you know, I'm talking about not being sensitive to women's emotional ups and downs. All that stuff is what women have called toxic masculinity. Well, guess what? All of those things are wonderful tactics, if you're looking for some, to get a woman to, you know, beg and plead for your dick and or to beg and plead for you to marry them or impregnate them. So, look, it's just reality here. You can either handle it or you can't. I don't care. Uh Toxic masculinity cannot be defined by women. It's idiotic. But as a man who very much doesn't relate to most men in the ways that men are supposed to relate to one another, I think I am an excellent, excellent judge through my experience of what is toxic in the masculine world. And I think I am very, very keenly aware of what is toxic, if by that you mean unsuccessful, with women. And that's what I wanted to make a hopefully quick podcast about once I've gotten all that shit out of the way. Okay, first of all, with men. 
what I believe is toxic masculinity. And by that, I mean an element of being a man that I find to be unappealing, unattractive, inhumane, is you see it in sports fans. You see it in men dealing with one another when they talk about sports. Um, You see it with men dealing with one another when they talk about women, uh, when they're not friends, when they're just two men talking about women. You see it with men dealing with one another when they talk about money and how to make it and where it's coming from. In other words, when men and men, men and other men, uh, interact with one another about things that matter to being successful as a man or being a man, which is knowing sports. It's a big part of being a man, whether you as an artist or creative type or a non-sports fan think so or not. There is not an artist or a homosexual or a, a, a uh, in touch with his feminine side guy out there that would not have to admit if put on a lie, you know, a, 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 a lie detector test. What, why am I thinking? Why am I forgetting the name of that? Anyway, polygraph. If taking a polygraph would not have to admit that at various times in their life, they've been forced by other men in situations and where they are to connect with men via sports, whether it's with their dads, with their brothers, with other guys when they're in the hospital or rehab or, you know, uh, at school, at college. Quick story for me. I went to initiation at Carnegie Mellon when I was 18 and we had to spend a night there. And it was me and three other guys. And we all toxically compared our SAT scores. And then we went for a walk outside instead of it just being looking at the uh, the campus and the football field when we went down to the field we had to race on the track of course i came in last in the race and believe it or not <laughs> i also had the lowest sat score so guess who lost the battle for masculinity that weekend on at uh, his initiation into carnegie mellon uh, with three other people, all of whom were there for engineering when I was there for writing. Um, but they also ran faster than me with their hairy bodies. And I had to run the race even though I knew I was on not a good athlete. I never was and never was fast runner. I have bad ankles and was always the slowest runner. Um, but I had to run the race because that's what men do when they are together and they're trying to compare and compete and show off. So my point is it was not sports per se, but it was athletics. And this is the kind of thing you have to do as a man. And what I think is toxic about it is the way men behave when they do these things. It's not in and of itself toxic for men to discuss sports or discuss their income or their jobs or to discuss their women and or their luck with women that's not toxic in and of itself men could have fun and it could be wonderful conversation and they could have disagreements and it could be joyful what's toxic about it is it isn't joyful it isn't fun it's always cold and mean-spirited men talk to each other about things that matter like money and women and sports <clears throat> in a very demeaning tone 
and they uh, <clears throat> never agree with one another. A perfect example, like they, even if they do agree with a point you've made, they'll bring up another point to counter what you've said just because it's a sign of weakness to agree with another man when you're talking about one of these competitive, and I put that in air quotes, areas. <clears throat> Twitter is just a wonderful example of toxic masculinity, and it has nothing to do with men and women. The toxic masculinity that's all over Twitter is the way men interact with men. Here's another, here's a perfect example of toxic masculinity on Twitter. You have a follower, okay? You only have like a hundred of them. You don't have many people who, uh, who assert that they like you. You've posted something on your page, your page alone, in the, in naked to the world, but really only to your 100 people who have told you they like you. A man follower of yours who, who by following you is saying he likes you, likes what you're saying, or he shouldn't be following you. He knows you only have 100 followers. He knows you're not some celebrity. You're not some star. But instead, when you post something, instead of supporting you, liking the post and leaving it at that or liking it and leaving a comment underneath your post where he supports you and agrees with what you said and amplifies it with further points that that go along the same lines of what you wrote no what toxic men do is they respond to it without liking it in some contrarian way that either flat out disagrees with what you wrote or doesn't is, is passive-aggressive in disagreeing. In other words, it doesn't address what you wrote, but it says something else that clearly isn't really in sync with what you wrote. So they passive-aggressively disagree with you. Or even worse, and I had some people who followed me do this over the years on Twitter, they retweet what you wrote. In other words, they don't even do you the service to comment on your post, even though they're following you and supposedly are one of the few people who likes what you have to say and are interested in your thoughts. Rather than commenting underneath your post and, and demeaning themselves, oh, my goodness, what, a, what an embarrassment to have to tweet underneath that person. I'm putting myself under this guy when I'm above him. Yeah, I'm his friend or I'm someone who supposedly likes him. But I, God forbid, I tweet underneath anything he's ever said. I won't give him that. That's, to that's toxic masculinity. And you retweet it, okay, this, these people, so that it's under them what you've said. And, they, and then it's also offered up to their followers, which maybe are more than yours. People that you didn't want to see what you wrote, people that you didn't, weren't sharing it with directly, they've shared what you've written directly on their profile, <clears throat> and they disagree with it then in something they write above it as they offer it up to be attacked by their followers. They, they, they point their followers in the direction of taking down what you wrote. This person who is one of a few followers that you have, knowing you're not a celebrity, knowing you're not someone who needs to be knocked down a few pegs, you're just a regular man and you said something on a masculine topic of some kind and they take it and post it before their followers underneath them and criticize you. That's toxic masculinity. That's not discussion, debate. That's not disagreement. Because all that shit happens one-on-one -on -one in real life with friends and people who like you. They don't disagree with you publicly in front of other people and, and, and before doing so, making sure all their followers are seeing it. So they have support. 
No, that's what cock-blocking, mean-spirited, nasty, toxically masculine fuckos do. That's toxic masculinity. And I'm here to tell you, that Twitter move, retweet in front of my people to disagree with you by a friend uh, and knowing you're weak and don't even have many followers and aren't really trying to show off. You're just actually trying to have freedom of speech and share your thoughts. And, you know, if you don't agree with somebody and they're your friend, then you keep your mouth shut usually. If you, if you feel this urge to disagree with them, then you pretty much aren't their friend. If the only time you respond to someone's thoughts is to disagree with them, you need to reevaluate whether or not they are your family member or friend. If every single time that person opens their mouth, you're finding something you disagree with, maybe you don't really like them. Maybe they aren't really a friend. And if you feel compelled to constantly take shots at somebody, that's toxic masculinity, but even more so, the manner in which men do these things. The manner, like, whether it's, it can be an in-person conversation or a phone call or anything like that. The manner in which men will contradict your facts. Every time you speak on sports, you better have your stats right. In the moment you get a name wrong, a team wrong, a stat wrong, they will jump in and correct you. In the, which even though you just misspoke or misremembered, and it's irrelevant to the point you're making, completely irrelevant, they will jump in and call you on any time you slip up. That's toxic masculinity. And when you talk about a woman who is good to you, who you're enjoying their company, when they're silent and they say nothing and they don't ask any questions and they don't congratulate you or say, wow, that sounds like fun. But as soon as you're done talking, they talk about something else completely different or even worse, their woman or some woman that they were with. That's toxic masculinity. Toxic masculinity is constant inability to enjoy another man's success. Toxic masculinity is an inability to stop yourself from competing all the time with another man when they talk about things that we generally measure manhood by, such as women, money, sports knowledge, knowledge about macho things, muscle size, dick size, etc., you know, toxic masculinity with the liberal elite, smart, smarty pants people, let's just be cute about it and call them smarty pants, is uh, just babbling on with facts and information. And when you interject your facts and interma- inter- information, uh, they just ignore it. They'll just ignore it. That's, to- that's how a man is toxically masculine with another man in conversation or in writing. They roll on and over what you've said and, and never will praise you for what you've said. I mean, I've had over the years so many email conversations with people that I considered friends, and most of them have been healthy. But I have had my share over the course of my lifetime of some, some men that I've known that I consider, you know, toxic when it comes to their masculinity. And one of the big traits has been um, just an inability to ever congratulate me or, or, or tell me I'm right, ever, ever. They won't ever say, you got that one right, congratulations, or yes, I agree with you there. They can never respond simply by agreeing. <clears throat> they always have to one-up you. They always have to add more and more information. And generally speaking, they ignore 
your information offered, especially when you were right, especially when you were right. And that's toxic and that's toxic masculinity. And it takes its form when it comes to women in the form of cock blocking, you know, which has been around since the beginning of time. I'm sure primitive man and apes cock blocked. Again, because it's about I want to succeed more with the important things that show you're a successful man, which has always been getting the woman. And again, people, women by and large have always liked pretty much the same things about men. And often the things they fall for the most are these traits that I'm talking about that are in fact toxic. Women love them. Women love competitive men who win. Women love to see a man take on another man and belittle him and ignore him and in a cool and calm and emotionless way, castrate him. That's the guy they're going home with, not the castrated guy, not the nice guy, not the guy who was obsequious and trying to be friendly and trying to be sweet and non-toxic. They go home with and they give head to the toxic guy. Who, who showed himself to be a man in front of them by being toxic to other men. And this is the world we live in, and this is reality. So toxic masculinity, if you're a woman, shut the fuck up, with all due respect. Shut the fuck up with every ounce of love and care that I have in me for women on this issue. <laughs> shut the fuck up about toxic masculinity because you don't know a goddamn thing about it. In fact, you date it, you marry it, and you fuck it. Period. Okay? And sometimes you do that when you're on your period. But anyway, the point is what's toxic about men is, 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 is the aspect that makes men win. And what I've seen in my life is what makes you not get a woman is being non-toxic. We've all heard the phrase, nice guys finish last when it comes to women. If you're actually a nice guy and non-toxic, you've lived the phrase. Hi, I'm raising my hand. Do you see it? My name is Ray McLaughlin. I have lived the phrase, nice guys finish last through most of my life. And it's because toxic masculinity is actually very popular with women. Very popular. And if you want to lose a woman fast, be honest with her. Be open with her. Be, be kind all the time. Be kind to other men. Uh, you know, let other men come into your home and fix things in your house in front of your woman. Uh, let other men buy things at dinner or at events in front of your woman. Let other men hang out with your woman when you're not around. All that nice stuff. That's called not being toxic, not being jealous and toxic and possessive. And guess what? You're going to lose that girl. Yes, yes, you're going to lose that girl. You're going to lose that girl. Because you're not toxic enough. John Lennon was correct. <laughs> you know? Uh, and he was also correct, as I've said many times before, when he sang, Hey, you've got to hide your love away. See, I sang that a little like Carol Channing. But it's true. Um, and again, it's toxic masculinity to hide your emotions. The cold, insensitive way that men behave with one another is the part that, that gets them women. And it's the part that gets them a promotion. 
and a man being in touch with his feelings, all the things women say they want to make you non-toxic. Those are the things that get you passed over for a promotion at work by, you guessed it, a woman. <laughs> and by being non-toxic and kind and open about your feelings and in touch with your sensitivity, those are the things that get you not only losing that job to the woman, but losing your wife to another man who got the job at work that you didn't get. You know, toxic masculinity is the art of being cruel man to man. It's the art of coolly and coldly having meanness at your core and taking down another man because it's you or him. And he's your competitor. And you have to win. Morals be damned. Kindness be damned. Love be damned. Friendship be damned. Family be damned. You have to win. And sadly, I'm here to report, most men are like this. Most men are toxic. They're taught to be that way. And their competitive instinct takes over. They can't help themselves. And so I've found... Musicians and artists, the sensitive guys, are really toxic when they're dealing with other men in these ways. And I've found relatives and so on, who will remain nameless, are extremely toxic with other men in their own families because they need to win. And that's, they watched, they watched other men, maybe not their own fathers or brothers or uncles or... But they've seen it online. They've seen it through other families. They've been around. They're very aware of the way men are supposed to be in order to succeed. And so they use those tactics on their own. Because even if their own family teaches them the opposite, they know that that's not going to win. And they want to win. So at the end of the day, am I telling you, don't be toxic and lose? Yes. That's what I'm telling you. I sit here today 1,000% a non-toxic male and a loser in a lot of ways as a man. But I stand by every non-toxic decision I've ever made. Every time I've been open to another man, every time I've been passionate about sports or the arts and made a fool of myself with my emotion and not coldly calculated how it would go over and how I would have to win the power struggle but rather just put myself out there. I stand by that. And I stand by having the, uh, the courage to be eviscerated by woman after woman after woman by simply going for what I want rather, rather than playing it strategically or somehow understanding what women want and giving them what they want, even though that's not who I am. I won't do that. I don't regret having never done that. And I will most likely die alone and single whenever I die, whether it's in the next week or in the next 20 or 30 years, it's very likely uh, I'm going to die alone. And it's going to be because I never gave women what they wanted, which is toxic masculinity. And I think I am better for it. And even though uh, I miss having a companion and I would love to have that, I don't miss being something I'm not. I don't miss pretending, being extremely competitive and, and proving to a woman that I'm better than her other options by being 
you know, by, by beating these other men in these ways that I think are nasty. And you see it online like crazy, too. You see it in forums, um, especially in f- sports discussions. I have to bring it up again, but also music discussions, the arts. There's just so much ego and crushing of other men and unwillingness to like and support one another because we know that that's weakness to a woman. And we believe and have been taught that supporting men, men supporting men non-toxically is weakness. It's viewed as weakness by men, by women in society. Men supporting one another is viewed as uh, not succeeding. It's, it's you're weak because, you know, what happens is, generally speaking, when you do support another man, they shit on you because they say, oh, this guy's giving me this opportunity. I'm taking it. They just take it. They don't support you back. Generally speaking, they stab you in the back when you're, when you're kind to them. So that's why it fails, because there's not enough guys out there that have the courage to stand up and say, I'm not going to be this way. We're going to be good to each other. We're going to love men. We're going to love one another. We're going to be kind. We're going to praise one another. We're going to support the people we support. We're not going to tear each other down. If we have differing sports opinions, we're just going to express them in a passionate way that's not hateful. There's no reason to to be mean to one another. There's no reason to, um, and, and we don't just suck up to the popular people and the successful people. We will actually suck up to, be kind to, be praising of a guy with 50 followers on Twitter or a guy that, you know, we will be kind to people that need it actually, not to guys that are going to get us somewhere, not only being kind to the people that have celebrity status or power, That, again, is a form of toxic masculinity. People that are dicks with regular Joe, but real nice and obsequious to guys that have the power. You know, and you find a lot of kind men and cool guys that have power. Why? Because they don't need to be toxic anymore. They can be honest and they can say, oh, my my bad, my mistake, and admit mistakes. And they'll still get women because they've reached a place where they just, they're thought of as being fantastic. So they don't have to be a cunt anymore, you know? They don't have to be toxic anymore. But big deal. Big deal, that's a very, very small percentage of guys who ever become that successful or popular or big. That, you know, emulating that, that's nothing. They, they did nothing special. The big shots and the hot shots and the people with power and the people with all the women and the people with all the money being kind, bravo, whoopee. You know, not impressed, not impressed, guys. You're not the kind of man I'm looking to be either. A guy who climbed to the top by being a toxic fucko only to turn nice whenever you knew that you could afford to be nice now. That's no good. That's not helping the rest of us who are probably never going to be you ever. Even if we were toxic, we would make it. No, we need you to be nice to us when you were one of us. All of us need to be nice. Men need to love one another. You know, what we need to do to eliminate toxic masculinity we need to love one another men need to love men if, if you want to eliminate what is toxic about men in our culture you will love one another you will speak well of men you will support each other men will actually be kind to men and i don't mean support one another like fuck the bitches they're idiots uh, yeah did you get any pussy tonight that's not men supporting one another I'm not going to call that toxic masculinity either. That's just dumb. That's men thinking that that's their form of connecting to other men. 
But really, that's just stupid because you're just playing. Because those same guys that you think your buddy as you talk about getting laid, they'll dump you in a heartbeat for their wife. They'll dump you in a heartbeat for a new job. They'll cut your legs underneath you when it comes to something that matters to them, like I talked about, money or success, women, you know, or sports even. So, so don't, don't think that if you play that game, hey, I'm talking to macho talk with the other guys, you know, to, you know that's not going to get you anywhere because they'll turn on you in a heartbeat to a woman to get ahead of you with that woman. They, that, that gets you nowhere with men. At the end of the day, these men are toxic, and they're going to toxic you up the ass. So why are you playing this tough-talking game with them? You're dealing with guys that are still cold-blooded killers, and they're going to kill you. You have to actually be loving and kind and in touch with your feminine side, if that means being honest and open, which it doesn't, by the way, because women are anything but honest. But you know what I'm saying? (laughs) What does it mean to be in touch with your feminine side? I don't know. It means you're not working out at the gym all the time and looking at your biceps in the mirror, and it means you're not, you know, living for, for... you know, how big your dick is. That's not, you know, making your sun rise and set. It, you know, I mean, being in touch with your feminine side means you understand there's more to life than just, you know, your physicality. But it also means, in my opinion, these liberal elitists who are cruel and arrogant, uh, it, it means being in touch with humility. You know, I think, I think the feminine side, put that in air quotes, because it certainly isn't really about women. It's about being in touch with being open to being wrong. It's about being in touch with being humble and being openly humble and praising of another man because you expect that in return, kindness to one another, love your neighbor as yourself. You know, that's how you stop the toxicity of masculinity. You just love your neighbor as yourself. And you treat other men the way you want to be treated, which is not what we're doing right now. We don't do it in life. Men don't do it because they know it's going to come at a great cost of women to be the nice guy. But guess what? If more men were nice to each other and open that way and kind that way, I think women would realize and and actually go for the nice guy because in the end, they're never happy with those toxically masculine men that they always choose over the nice guy. They're never happy. They're, they, they're abused or they're, they're, they're lonely. <clears throat> they're possessed at a point of jealousy where they feel afraid. You know, everything about their existence is much less than it, they would have preferred. Because in the end, yeah, they went with the guy that had those masculine traits that they talk about being bad, but they choose. But if more men were to band together and actually be not toxic and be kind to other men and humble and honest and and loving other men, women would realize and see from men's behavior that that is lovable and that is what they want. And they would choose the nice guy then more and they would fuck the nice guy and they would give head to the nice guy and they would, you know, want to give children to the nice guy. And the nice guy would get the promotion at work and he would make more money than the, the prick guy. And all of these things would happen and life would be better. If more men realize that this toxic masculinity thing that we do to each other isn't good. It's not good for society. It's not good for people. It's not good for the future of our children, of our families, of our life. It isn't. 
It's destructive. It's mean. It's cruel. It's hurtful. And it's greed-based and, and competitive in a negative way. So I'm here to say end toxic masculinity, men. Love other men. Be kind to the other men in your life. Respect other men. Be humble with other men in your life. Be open and honest with the other men in your life. Support them. Don't always look to criticize them or put them down. That will end toxic masculinity. I love you. Yabba da boop